Hi, this is Lori Woods. You are listening to Not Elsewhere Classified. You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 11. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving, especially eating a lot of dinner and turkey and stuffing and and all the trimmings. This year has been very special for the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for being part of this podcast and also our partners, the Haugen Consulting Group, RadRx, AccessyDoctor.com, ZipRecruiter, and also Project Resume. Now, today on the podcast, we have Lori Woods. If you're on social media, especially on Facebook groups, you would know her. She is the administrator for Create a Coder and alongside with other Facebook groups. We talk about how she created the group and why she created the group. One thing that I do want to add is that Lori Woods has been a pivotal uh, person, especially in creating the Medical Coding Geek brand. We go into the story of how we met, but more importantly, how she took me in into her group, which then sparked me to create Medical Coding Geek. And also now you have the Not Also Classified podcast. Now, Lori Woods is considered the social media magician. So we talk a little bit about social media, uh, how you can leverage Facebook groups, how to utilize Facebook insights what kind of specific apps you would need to help promote your brand. And so we go through all of this. So just so that you know, I put all the apps in the show notes. So if you guys are wondering, please make sure to go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash podcast. So without further ado, here is my interview with Lori Woods. Enjoy. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, hello, everybody. Okay. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified. I have here a special guest. Uh, I called her. <laughs> well, I called her. I Facebook messaged her. What was it? Yesterday. I said, Lori, can you um, record? She's like, when? Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow what time? And uh, within just, you know, just right away, she said, okay, I'll go ahead and record. We were supposed to record a while back, but of course, with Irma scheduling all of this stuff, uh, it kind of impeded our schedule. But today we have here Lori Woods. Lori, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Brian. All right. It's nice to be here. I Finally. It's, it's actually our first time talking. We've never really verbally talked. We've done a lot of Facebook messaging <laughs> you know, back yes, and we forth. Have. And uh, this is actually our first time talking. Normally, I, whenever I do a guest uh, or have a guest on the podcast, I usually begin with a, um, a, a pre-call. And when, <laughs> when you try to call me, I, I didn't connect. So we never had this pre-call at all. And I just gave her the outline. I said, Here, here's the outline that we're going to work with. And then we had scheduling conflicts. But this is our very first time talking. So this is an added plus just to show you and people that are listening. If this is your first time talking, be relaxed. You know, uh, me and Lori go way back just on Facebook, though. 
but we've never talked. We've never met. So, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the true and tried, um, you know, idea that you can make connections anywhere, as long as you can hold on to those connections and, and network. And, and, uh, just to give you guys an idea, Lori has been such a blessing, uh, with this medical coding geek brand, just helping me just getting into the social media, uh, platform, but we'll definitely talk about that as we move forward. So, what I usually start off with, I usually give an, a story of how we connected, but I kind of want to save that to the end and and get get uh, my story and her, her story, kind of get it in together so that way uh, we can kind of intermingle what we have done together. Uh, but before we go ahead and start, I start off with this question is uh, tell the audience about yourself. Where did you start off? And you know, where were your humble beginnings and kind of explain how you, uh, how you came to here today? Well, it all started off. I'll be honest. I wanted to get a divorce. Into what? <laughs> and I, I wanted to get a divorce okay. and be able to support myself. Okay. Nice start. And so I thought, and I, and I thought, what can I do? What would be a good career field to go into? You know, and I did tons and tons of research and I was so afraid because you know I was like in my late 40s and I was like oh can I do school this late in life and will I like it can I do it so I basically chose the cheapest program to just get my feet wet is what happened and then I loved coding and wanted to know more but of course I didn't pick the top program so I felt not ready for the exam by the time I finished and that's how I basically found Laureen and CCO and I sent her a friend request thinking oh she'll never accept <laughs> but she did and so I messaged her and she was on a plane and so we started chatting and that's how I got to meet Laureen and became friends with her <laughs> And because I was in the school that didn't have the greatest support, in my personal opinion, I mean, they're a good school. I learned the basics. You know, it, it was good. But I felt I wasn't ready, and so I needed more. And so that's how I found Maureen and CCO, and I bought a Blitz and did that and felt more prepared and went to go take the exam. And I got the exam out of the way, passed it finally. And I had started a group from school figuring everyone needed support and there just wasn't enough at the school I was enrolled in. So I started Create a Coder just because of that and invited 50 of my school friends. And and now there's like 5,000 some members. And so I just was in social media all the time, helping my friends and more people came and I just kept helping them and promoting some things like Practicode when it came out or CCO, the Blitz. And, and then finally, once I did pass that exam, Lorraine says, hey, you want to come help me on, you know, a little bit of work here and there. So I started helping her here and there on the side. And then she was ready to go full force and she needed more help desk work. And I started doing the social media for her. And that's how I became the magician. <laughs> And the magician trolled Facebook for other magicians. <laughs> I guess so. And I found you in a group. <laughs> and that's how I met you. And I said, hey, Brian, I got somewhere I could use you. <laughs> right. And that's how I found you. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So that's where in, 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 the, in the timeline that I fell in there. Right. Okay, cool. 
So it all started with school and not feeling prepared and just branching out. And, you know, I just like CCO so much that everything they did was just great to me. And I just wanted to be a part of it. So when she asked me to help her, I was like, cool, no problem, you know. And then it just turned into a job and it's remote. And I still get to use all my coding knowledge, although I don't really code unless it's like writing exam, practice exam questions or stuff like that. Kind of working on a unconventional study guide, so to speak. Uh-huh. Right. Been taking up some of my side time. Because everybody has the basic study guide, but it seems like they always have more questions. They want everything they've ever wanted to ask in one place. Right, right. Like about the exam. So many people ask me about the exam. They don't go to AAPC. They come to us and ask me questions. Yeah. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what I do all day is answer a lot of the same questions, and then I'll turn them into FAQs because then I can pop them into help desk tickets when I need to. So. And it's helped because you can go to the website and ask, ask you know, a question and possibly find the answer right there. And that's the same thing I did with Create a Coder. I added probably a thousand files on how to code everything under the sun. So and that was really helpful for the beginners because they could just go in the files and look up whatever they were looking for. Or they could ask the group. And now that's what we do at CCO. We have a free forum and we have the club where you can earn earn your CEUs, you know, we have like a hundred available now. So that's what I've been doing. Just help desk off social media promoting, you know, we just have updates, webinars, you know, every year they do updates and. Right. So, <laughs> so, so let's, let's take a step back. I, I, I have questions since you went through from, I, I that was unexpected, a divorce. So, so, so my question, well, you did ask for I, I did, I did, I did, I did. That's what started the whole thing. I fell into it, that trap. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by RadRx. RadRx is your prescription for accurate coding and reimbursement. They offer interventional and diagnostic coding, consulting, auditing, webinars, trainings, and resource materials. For the month of November, Medical Coding Geek and Not Elsewhere Classified followers will receive a 20% discount on their 2018 resources, including the 2018 edition of Cracking the IR Code and more you can go to shop.radrx.com and use our promo code geek20 to claim your 20% discount. Again, use promo code geek, G-E-E-K, 20 when you go to shop.radrx.com. So I'm not going to ask about what caused the divorce. Of course, a divorce is a divorce. But what were you doing before your divorce? I was... Not, I was taking care of my mother. She was in bad health after my brother died. And, you know, I really wasn't doing anything. And I just wasn't happy, you know, doing that. And so, of course, I thought, oh, I'm rolling school. So I did. And two days later, my daughter said, I need you to babysit, babysit my two-week-old son Monday through Friday. <laughs> so I was doing school nights and weekends, you know, and you can do it. It's hard to do it with a toddler, so I just did nights and weekends, and I spent a lot of time on social media, and that that networking is what got me my job. Right, and and when when did you? What year was that when you when you found the school that you uh, went to? Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. So not so long ago. Okay. No. Okay. I was certified in 
2014. I took my good time through school. I was busy building Create a Coder and helping other people. <laughs> that was just my forte, you know. All right. So you so just to give just just give the the audience an idea of the timeline. So divorce, then school, right? And right. you were, I guess, getting the basics. And this is an online school. We're not going to mention the name of the school. <laughs> right, but, right, but this right. is an online online school. There is no face to face. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So how? And 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 the go ahead. The support wasn't what I what a coder needs. You know how when you're learning, you need support. You have questions. And you don't want to wait a day to get an answer, you know. So, you so explain know. that. Explain that process where, like, you had a problem, then you try to contact the school or whoever, and like, what happened? Well, you could call in, but they were only allowed to spend a certain amount of time with each student, or you know, they just it was hard to just do it that way on some questions, and you'd have to wait for them to call you back sometimes, or wait for them to email you and then you'd have more questions. So it was like 10 emails to get a question answered, you know, sometimes it's tough when it's an online school, you know, but like, you know, CCO, we have the club and the forum and, you know, we're working during the day and I, I manage Podio and if they have a question, you know, I'll task it to the team to answer when they have time, you know, you so you went to school in 2012 you you were, i guess you had issues in terms of trying to get assistance and did that kind of spark the creation of create a coder it did okay and so i guess by this time i think 2012 this is when groups were slowly emerging um right i, I think like gosh one one um I would like to say 2010, 2011, perhaps probably before 2012, groups started uh, happening on Facebook. Uh, Facebook used to be just the, you know, the profile and that's about it. But then they started rolling out these groups and people started creating these groups. Um, I actually had a group before. Um, it was mostly about fitness, though. And I was actually using it before, but not in the in the way that it, I had intended it before you know up until now with coding and uh, it's a great tool especially when you're trying to ga gather some people around and uh, share interests so kind of tell me the beginnings of create a coder when you created it then what did you do well like i said i added 50 of my school friends and just started you know adding files on things that i wanted to know about coding or the exams or you know, figuring someone else might want to know and people just started flocking to me. And, and so I just kept adding more stuff and helping more people. And that's just what I kept doing. It was like my thing. <laughs> I was good at it. So where were you getting these resources? Were you just like researching online, finding the PDFs well, and links and just putting them in there? Pretty much. Laureen, her best advice to me was Google. I use Google. You can pretty much find anything if you Google it. And I would find answers to my questions. You know, sometimes it would be through AAPC or AHIMA or, you know, wherever the answer was. Sometimes it was just a, a medical, you know, place or just a coding place or, you know, a place that hires coders. They would have resources or, you know, things like that. And I would just start adding files to the group 
and then the group would be able to, you know, look at the files and learn from the files and they'd have less questions. And, and I and like had, I like what you do. I like when I when I first got into your group, what you were doing is if somebody had a question, you'd actually pull the link from the file and then put it there. Like here. Right. Here's the file. Right. Here, you know, that was because the, there were so many files. I mean, Facebook doesn't give you the ability to arrange your files, which I really hate. Right. <laughs> So I have a thousand files. Wow. You got to scroll for miles to get to the one you want sometimes. Wow. So that's, that's what it is. I assist them in finding it because I have a, a master list, so to speak. So you're kind of like the the Facebook group li- file librarian. <laughs> if, you Smart, wanna, yeah. if you want to call yourself that. can find things like I can, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, when, did you, when did you start seeing that this group started to grow like it my, my gosh it has potential um because i was in other groups there were a couple of other groups like aapc and a lot of times i would share my group there or in another group or just with people i would say well you know they'd be like i'm in this program and it's not up to par and i was like well I started this group for newbies, you know, come on over, you know, that was pretty much it. Oh, that was your pitch, right? So, hey, I got a pretty group, C- come on over, the party is over here. And I think you did that with, yeah, you did that with me. And so I'll, I'm going to throw in my story is, uh, and I've, I've told this story a lot, especially in other podcast episodes and even in previous podcast episodes for this uh, podcast is... Uh, I, again, I think back in, what was it, 2000, 2009, between that time and 2015, um, I was I actually had some Facebook groups running, and I felt like, my gosh, this, this is kind of getting boring to me. So uh, I switched over, and I was already like doing CDI. I was doing CDI since 2006, so way before you started um, uh, Create a Coder, and... I decided let's let me just do tutoring and then tutoring became uh, I said well there has to be a way for me to market my tutoring and I went to Facebook groups and I never realized how many medical coding uh, Facebook groups there were in 2015 so imagine you were doing it since 2012 and I'm like this is a lot this is a lot of (laughs) this is craziness so I I just picked anyone I'm sure like anybody who just realizes that there's a bunch of medical coding geek groups out there I'm not not geek groups but just medical coding groups sorry and they just said they just figure let me just pick one and then it so happened that you're in a lot of them (laughs) right you're just staking out in a whole bunch of them I own a few and admin dozen others plus all of the CCO ones. So yeah, I'm all over the place. Yeah. So she's, she's, she's pretty much staking out and, uh, I joined one and my strategy was I'm, I'm, I'm going to see a question I'm going to answer. And then I'm going to tag my, I don't know. I think I had a Facebook page at the time. It was Brian Kui private medical coding tutor. Uh, this was before changing it to medical coding geek. And every time I answered, I tag my name or my page in there. And I would say, I'm a tutor. And then like, oh, okay, can you help me out? And so that's how I would initially market, just by direct uh, answering of questions. If they felt like they needed a tutor, then they they did that. So uh, the keyword was tutor at the time, 2015. And I think Lori was caught on to me doing a lot of posts because I was doing a lot crazy posts on my phone 
Can you imagine me just answering it? I'm looking at it and then trying to, <laughs> trying to answer it on my phone. And then she she automatically, I guess we connected on the, well, I don't know which group. She messaged I think me. It was. Which one was it? Do you remember? I think it was Carolyn. He's American Medical Coding or something. Okay. One, one of those, one, one of her three groups, right? Yeah. I help her admin. She's a friend of mine. And and I just noticed you were po- answering so many questions and you were so smart and so just so all coding that I was like, I need to lure him to my group. (laughs) (laughs) I need to make this man my friend. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. In need of great talent for your business, but short on time, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You can even get a head start on the interview process by adding screening questions to your job posts to help identify the most qualified candidates so you don't have to waste your time sorting through a stack of resumes to find the perfect fit. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, listeners of this podcast can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash MedicalCodingGeek. You know, I, I, I tried, you know, the, the, the thing is, especially for those that are that are marketing in facebook is the fact that that's how you really start and when i what i noticed when i got into into the facebook group game is that there were a lot of people posting ads posting this um trying to post for webinars trying to post for prod you know different things and and then there's i'm not going to name some people there are some people from certain companies that just keep posting and posting and posting i'm like hello there's no interaction there. So I, I I did it different. I said, you know what? I'm just going to interact. And that's how I'm going to sell myself, by my engagement, by my interaction. And that that pretty much did a good job um, to the point where <laughs> you caught eye. You, you caught your eye. And I think you messaged me in there. Then you send me a private message and you say, hey, I see that you're tutoring. I have... Um, I think you needed help, right? You said you couldn't doing you couldn't do the tutoring, and there are people actually asking for tutoring in your group. And then you just boom right away invited me into your group, and I started doing some crazy activity there, answering whatever questions I could. And you know, at that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna create my right. group, <laughs> right? You know, and me... then you became the geek, <laughs> right? That's what transition exactly. When I when I when I when I changed it, I changed it because I was gonna create a group, but the group was was boring. I think it was uh, medical coding support or something like that. And I said that's right. not gonna do nothing. And then I I said you know what this has to I have to create a brand. I have to structure this differently. And so it went from Brian Quee, private medical coding tutor. Uh, to Medical Coding Geek, and there's a story on that. If you guys want to listen to the introduction podcast episode, or spe- I think episode zero, you could listen to that. And the rest is history. So, <laughs> you know, uh, so every time I, I tell the story of how Medical Coding Geek came around, it's because of Lori. 
uh, Lori found me because otherwise I, I would have been still Brian Quee, private medical coding tutor. <laughs> you know, I would still be marketing it just like that, just that boring name. Never had the the, the idea to switch uh, to medical coding geese to create a brand. And then, gosh, now we're here today uh, from 2015 to 2017. Now you see what I'm doing is the same thing. But I, I do it differently because um, I don't want to do it the status quo. You know, where people are just putting information, information, I would rather and for anybody who's trying to do this is and I, you could mimic my style. It doesn't matter is the fact that it's you trying to grab the attention. So you're the social media magician. So that kind of transitions to you is what are some uh, of the social media tips and tricks that you use, I guess, to engage and interact with people on Facebook? Well, I'm lucky because at CCO, we offer a lot of free stuff. Like we offer the free lectures before they go into a course. You can, if you just watch our Facebook page and listen to the free lectures, you could learn plenty of stuff. (laughs) So free, free is, is, is the key word. I guess when people like the free stuff, then they're kind of drawn into you. Right. Well, we have free practice exams, you know, we have a blog and YouTube where we give snippets of things like that or other things of, you know, that get them interested in coming to CCO really. But, you know, we're, we really care about our students. We want them to learn and succeed. I feel there's room for all of us in all the groups and everything. Like, you know, Pam does the jobs. You're the geek. I'm more the newbie person, you know, I'll send them to Pam or to you, you know, depending on what they're doing, what they're interested in and what they need to learn or if they need a job. And what I, what I like what you do is that you integrate everybody, everybody, um, what, like you have a certain like feel for like, okay, he can do this. She can do that. I'm going to point you this way. It's it's kind of like non-inclusive, I guess you want to say. And you kind of involve everybody. Uh, there's no sense in like drawing lines in the sand. Uh, you know, to just make sure, it, you know, content is content. Whatever, right. you know, I guess the idea is it's not so much the delivery is just how it's presented. You know, if, if you have that information, if that person likes it, I mean, I'm not going to change that person's behavior. If I have it out there, if they like it, they like it. They're going to go be drawn to it. If they don't like it, well, they're going to go somewhere else. You know, that's that's the nature of this, so, <laughs> this social media beast. You know, we're, we're looking right. about dealing with thousands of people at a time. And, you know, it's it, it comes to where, like, we call it a beast because it, you can't control it. And sometimes, especially, there were times where, you know, in the groups, it kind of got hairy carry. <laughs> there were some right. arguments. And, and there are people, you know, there, there are people come to me as like, you know, you got to control the situation. And I said, you know what? I, I don't have time for that. You know, this the, the situation needs to uh, deal on its own. Like, let it let it ride out because I'm not getting paid to to deal with, you know, situations like that. And eventually it kind of pans out. I may have to delete some certain things that are not professional, but you know, it it does on its own. The beast, the social media beast kind of takes care of itself and uh you know, you kind of just have it that way and you know, at the end, I always like to do it at the end. You know, when when the dust has cleared, I would say <laughs> I would say that didn't look good and here are my takes on <laughs> what happened it's kind of like the ufc like you you would do like a post uh, fight 
uh, analysis, <laughs> post-fight analysis. You're like, hey, this is what went right. on. I try to be diplomatic, is what it is. Exactly right, and you're like, you know, I, 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 you know, I agree with one side. I, I don't agree with the other side, or I agree with this point. I agree with that point, but here are my thoughts. You, so we have to deal with that. We tend to be babysitters with these groups, but that's okay. Uh, everybody has differences in opinion, and we tend to work with that. Now, let me let me right. take a step back here. When did you like you finish the school, right? Um, so when I'm assuming that you met Laureen. Laureen is the uh, founder of CCO, and CCO for those that are wondering or probably don't know, <laughs> CCO is what is it, uh, Laurie? Certification, certification or certification coaching org CCO. All right. So did you do your certification first or did you meet Laureen first? I was already enrolled in school when I met Laureen. I wish I had met her before, but, but I just realized, you know, I started going to the free webinars we offer every month and it was like hanging with your girlfriends talking about coding. And I really enjoyed their presentation style, you know, like I said, it was like being with girlfriends. Uh-huh. Oh, so so <laughs> basically she had her company running and you just attended one of her, her sessions. Is that right? Right. The free Q&A webinars she gives every month. Okay. I started attending those uh-huh. and just really loved them and had already made her my Facebook friend. So. Right, right. <laughs> so what made you decide to, to, to make that connection with her? What was it that you were drawing to Lorraine? I just loved the way she did things that she was so knowledgeable and she the way she explained things made me understand and see lights where i had not seen the end of the tunnel before (laughs) you you know when you don't have a an instructor that cares about the student then it's not as good an, an experience a learning experience you know right so it takes that kind of person to give that their their insight i guess since you were only doing it online and most of the communication right. was done either email. Was it ever on phone? phone? Yeah, phone or, phone and email. And they did have a group, but it was the instructors weren't in the group. So it, it felt like more like a forum. You post your question, yeah, you get your answer. Yeah, it was more of a forum than a group or like ours is a club where, you know, they can ask questions and the instructors will answer it, you know. So basically you were taking your course and – involved with uh, taking CCO, the resources at the same time, right? Right. Right. I was using CCO resources, the monthly Q&As, you know, just the blogs, the YouTube videos, and they were just helpful in ways that some of the stuff that I had through the school was not. They didn't have lectures on video. It was all a bunch of study guides and, you know, I like seeing the instructor and having them explain, seeing the book or what they're looking at. Even if it was slides, you know, there just wasn't a lot of that at that school I attended. And, you know, like I said, I just picked it. It was the cheapest. It would give me the basics. And that's how I wanted to get my feet wet. But after I got my feet wet, well, I wanted more. This podcast is brought to you by the Haugen Consulting Group. The Haugen Consulting Group is your trusted partner in healthcare consulting, education, and auditing. They also believe fun is non-negotiable. Join the Haugen Consulting Group on November 28th, 2017, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Mountain Time for your shortcut to the calendar 2018 outpatient prospective payment system. 
presented by Christy Pollard. This one-hour webinar will present the most sweeping changes impacting APCs for the calendar year 2018, including changes to the conversion rate, packing, pass-through payments, and more. Plus, check out their popular flip bits. It's a great hands-on resource. I have one for ICD-10 PCS coding, and it's great. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 15% discount if you use the promo code GEEK15. Again, that's geek 15 If you go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop. Again, for your 15% discount, use our promo code geek 15 at www.thehaugengroup.com slash shop. The thing with schools especially is that, like, right, they give you the basics. And if, if you listen to... Uh, the episode, and I'm just talking to the audience <laughs> and you. Uh, for for those listening, you know we we just I just released the podcast episode, episode eight with Danita Ruskowski. Uh, she is also she's with IntegrityCoding.com, and she became an instructor. And we discussed things like you know because I I was an instructor, and uh, I taught for. Um, certain uh, institutions, private institutions for health information technology programs. And she's also taught as well. And, you know, the thing with, with institutions and, you know, you really can't, um, what we discussed is that they're, you know, they have a certain time frame, right? So it's not like they can, you know, they have like, this is their time frame. This is the syllabus. They got to match the syllabus within the time frame, and anything outside of that, they're not going to get paid. And to do something that's outside of the box, out of the ordinary, that's really outstanding, is something that are they driven to do it? Then if if that's the case, the answer is no. So that's probably the result of what you have. But you really can't fault the 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 instructor. Perhaps it might be the institution that doesn't have enough resources. I guess that's the key, right? Is the resources well, to assist, to provide you uh, the assistance that you need. So for those that are trying to start up an institution or anybody who's running an institution, it's all about resources and feedback. And I'm hoping that people who have institutions who run schools, because I'm going to, you know, bark on you guys is the fact that, you know, if your students are not happy, then you might need to get some feedback from them. Take the feedback because I've actually had, you know, calls. I've had to take calls when I'm trying to mentor for tutoring. And this is the main complaint is the fact that they get the basics. And when they try to go to their instructor, they're very limited on time. Now you can't fault the instructor, but it's just a matter of the fact that they can't do it. I mean, they're, you know, they're only, uh, what was it? According to like certain guidelines or certain rules, uh, instructors are only allowed like one hour per week, you know, and that's all they got. And imagine if they have like 30 students, it makes it difficult. So their time is very restricted. Right. You know? And so for I think the, that was the case. Yeah. So there's a lot of restriction. I think there's a matter of resources. And if they don't if the whoever the program director is at whatever respective school, I'm just gonna call out anybody out there who has a school, <laughs> okay. If you're if you feel like your students are not happy, then perhaps you might need to invest in a little bit more. Uh, in terms of resources, if that's the case, then, you know, you need to step it up in terms of, you know, what you got, your skeleton crew. So you have results like what Lori did, what Lori had to deal with. And I mean, I've had other students complain to that. I've said, look, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm only telling you what from a, from a instructor perspective. Uh, but unfortunately, that's unfortunate. 
and it really is the truth. And so now you're kind of left by yourself. However, uh, it doesn't, you know, it, it makes, it should empower the person, the student to do more. You know, if you can't get it from your institution, then go find the information. Don't stay stagnant. And so I told the, the, whoever, the person that I was on the call, uh, before I said, look, you gotta, you know, get some books. Here are some books. Here are some resources that you can look at if you want to keep your uh, coding skills sharp. I will suggest get this book. Go to do this webinar. Go to this session. Go to, go to this uh, website. And it's a matter of being resourceful. So to 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 answer, your, you know, I guess to relay it to what you're doing, you did the same thing. Is the fact that you fill the mold of what a healthcare professional is. Is the fact that. You are you don't have the information in front of you. You are kind of limited in terms of your knowledge. So then go find it. <laughs> you know, go go yeah, fishing, right. right? Go Google. fishing. Create fishing. Create create a coder. Create a Facebook group. Something. Go do research. Do Google. Get all these resources. Create a thousand file. Um, you know, library. <laughs> you know, something. And also networking. I mean, like you. Here's a guy. I need to make that man my friend. Same with Laureen, Doug Palmer, <laughs> Pam. I mean, all of you, Pietro, all all instructors, you know, all there's room for all of us. We each have different teaching styles. You know, there's room for all of us, I think. And if I need to ask a question, I've got a geek. I've got somebody who specializes in CRC or CCS or you know, whatever. It's a matter. It's it's being resourceful. I think that's the key word. Is the fact that if you're resourceful, you get that information. And then I think what happened, how you became the social media magician, is the fact that you became resourceful, and then you're sharing your resources. Is that is that fair enough to say? It is because on at CCO there are like three hundred some FAQs which Lori created. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I get asked the same questions over and over. The new coder always has the same questions, you know, so I might want to make it easy for them to get these questions because there's not always an instructor available. Which is which is would you make a very good point is is in the Facebook groups there tends to be similar questions. And those right. questions come up and we could only answer it so much, <laughs> you know. Well, there's always somebody on there who knows. There's 5,000 members. I'm sure someone on there knows. It, it, but it, it shows that, that um, at least in the groups, that there is a growing need in terms of medical code. Not just in medical coding, but just medical coding knowledge. Like it's it's a yes. recurring theme, and as you you picked it up, right? You were very smart to pick it up, like in terms of commonalities of questions, and then you kind of matched it up. Well, geez, if if this question is being asked a lot, here's the the answer that will answer five thousand people's questions at at one shot. Exactly. You know, and so you matched it up, and that's that's the key is the idea of feedback, and when you take that feedback. You see commonalities. Well, then, if it takes one answer to to do all of that, then boom, you got it done. If somebody sends me a help desk question over something on the site like five times, I'll be, hey, hey, Sus, you got to add this on there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> because people have questions, and if I'm getting too many tickets over one thing, then we need to update it so that people don't have to call in and ask me this question they can find it themselves you know that's what a coder is they research 
they need to be able to find these answers themselves. If the co- if the questions are coming from the coders, can you imagine what it looks like on an exam? So I'm sure most of these these questions that come up are probably questions that they have seen or going to see in an exam. And also in the same regard, it could be something that they could see or has been asked on a job assessment, <laughs> you know. Right. And you know, I've I've actually had to. I mean, aside from the tutoring within the tutoring, actually, uh, is help people who can't pass their job assessments. They're already certified, and I'm like, well, what happens? Well, I didn't pass my job assessment. I said, okay. Uh, do you remember what the job assessment is? And they actually give me the job assessment. So these companies that actually give them the job assessments, but I think they're changing it now to where they have it online. But when they have it, like, you know, they give you the PDF file, they actually give it to me and I take a look at it and they tell me, okay, which one is, which one do you think that gave you the trouble? I said, I think this one. So we go over it. And those are, you know, you, you get these, I said, well, this question comes up a lot, especially like things like, you know, the uh, renal failure and the hypertension, you got to combo code that all of those things. Uh, there are certain guidelines that apply to that. And there, you know, can you imagine that's what employers look for? So the questions that you get are probably the questions that are going to be, or the, not the questions, but the concepts that are going to be on the exam and the concepts that employers will be asking you. Right. I remember my first pre-employment exam. The first question just threw me for a loop. <laughs> so I understand. So when you say threw you for a loop, was it a, was it a confusing question? Do you remember what it was? It wasn't necessarily a coding question. It was, I can't, it was about a while back. I can't even think of what it was, but I just remember thinking, wow, I didn't know I was going to be asked this. And I'm sure that's what most coders are afraid of. What am I going to be asked on this? Am I going to be able to pass it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't even have to take any of those, though, because I got hired by Laureen right away. So I didn't really take a lot of those. I just looked at one from a friend who was a recruiter. And I was like, wow, that first question is a doozy. So let's talk about Laureen. So when you, you, when you got... Uh, into the session, you Facebook uh, friended Lorene. Then what happened? What happened after that? This podcast is brought to you by AccessAdoctor.com. Access a doctor when you need it most. How would you like to have quick and easy access to licensed doctors 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Instead of scheduling an appointment to see a doctor or going to the emergency room or urgent care, you simply make one phone call and a doctor will provide you with a consultation, diagnose your medical problem, and even call in a prescription to your local pharmacy. Some of the conditions that can be treated using accessadoctor.com include cold and flu symptoms, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, allergies, skin infections or rashes, and even eye and ear infections. Listeners of this podcast can get a discount on their single and family membership plans by going to accessadoctor.com and using our promo code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K, upon signing up. Again, that's accessadoctor.com, and the promo code is GEEK, G-E-E-K. Well, like I said, I had a question and I thought, well, I have a coding friend. I'll ask her. And so I sent her a message and she just happened to be stuck on a plane. And so we spent the whole plane ride. We were talking and that's how we became 
friends as we spent all that time talking that day. Talking about what? Just just getting to know each other or coding? Getting or to what? know each other and a little bit of coding. It was a little bit of both, you know, because I had this group and I just wanted to, it was before I had taken the exam. So I think it was an exam question. And I just asked her and we just started talking about everything and just went from there. So how, how soon, well, did you like introduce her to your group? Did you do the same thing with me? Like come to my group and uh, kind of hang out? Well, once we became friends, you know, you can add your friends directly to your group. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but I think I asked her if it was okay if I added her and she just said, yes, sir. And, and every once in a while, she'd come in and she'd answer questions, you know, and I started promoting CCO stuff just because she was my friend. Oh, this this was before she recruited you. So you were doing it basically for free. Basically, I was because I felt the things they were putting out in the blogs and the YouTube were beneficial to coders. They'd say, oh, this is how you code this or whatever. And so I'd throw that video up in the group or that blog up in the group, you know. I wrote a blog or two, you know, one was like top 10, Lori's top 10 CPC tips or something. Right. So did, did she ever have a group before, before create a coder or was this like her first encounter in a Facebook group? No, I started managing the Facebook page and convinced her finally to have CCO groups. So now I admin and manage all those. Oh, so you're, <laughs> you're the Facebook manager of the CCO Facebook page. Right. Oh. I do the page. I manage the page. Oh, and... so you're the one who does all the content then, sharing all of the stuff and... Yes, oh, that's me. Oh, the magician. Okay, now... That's right. <laughs> um, so w- at what point then that she decided, hey, I want to recruit you? What what kind of... What, what was it, I guess, in her state, in her company that she said, Lori, let's, I need some help? CCO was starting to grow, and the help desk was getting more activity. And so she just asked me if I would mind, you know, learning that and doing that part time. And of course, I was thrilled. I was like, "Yeah, sure." So, did you have your your CPCA at the time? Yes, it was right after I got my CPC. As soon as I got certified, she was right there saying, "Hey." <laughs> I think she was just waiting for me to get certified. <laughs> I think that's what's the key is the fact that, you know, you have that's to be right. certified to move forward. Um, and how long have you been doing this position as the CCO customer support ambassador and social media Harry Potter magician? Coming up on three years now. Wow. Amazing. So so let me, I have to ask you a question is you post a lot of stuff. How, how is it that you manage uh, your posts. I think you mentioned it to me, but you use you use something to to put I things out there. I use Buffer. Buffer what? is what we use. And what for the audience? What is Buffer? Um, it's a platform that will pull in like RSS feeds, our feeds from our blog, anything I put in there that I follow, like APC or HEMA, all their articles. They come in this long list, and I just. You know, I'll I'll go and pick it and I'll skim it, see if it's something that I think would be appropriate for our page to share. And then if I do, I'll share it to my my the page and all our groups at the same time and create a coder. So it it's basically you take um like a link or when you say an RSS feed that basically is like a link that has a feed of all of the information that just keeps on flowing. And you kind of right. plug it into this buffer application 
and it decimates the information to a different areas, right? Right. It lets me share to groups, pages, whatever I Twitter, Twi- LinkedIn, Instagram. I shared all those. Yep, Instagram wow. too. Pinterest. I do word of the day for Pinterest. Oh, do you? Okay. I do a lot of things at CCO. Do you do the Instagram also? I do. Holy moly. And all through all through this one platform. Yes. Oh my goodness. Buffer allows me to share to LinkedIn, Twitter, Buff um Pinterest, Instagram. With just a push of a button. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> really helps me out because I, but when I first started, I have to share on Facebook to each group individually, and right. it just took so long. <laughs> and then Lauren, she went out and found me all this great stuff. Uh-huh. So is this? I mean, I, I'm, of course, we're not plugging for for Buffer, but just just to give you an idea, just to give it the audience an idea, is this something that you have to pay for, or is this uh, this yes, totally free? It is. It's it's something that we pay for okay. for our social media. It just makes my job easier. I bet. No, right? Because the the reason why I say that because I I looked at Buffer, and when I try to add on a little bit more, <laughs> like a like another Facebook page or a group, um, it was starting to ask me, "Oh, you got to upgrade to this plan," and I'm like. And I'm like, darn. <laughs> I think it may let you do free a couple, but I think we have up to 25 or something. Holy moly. So you have a whole, like 25 accounts that you basically take one piece right. of information and you just like, poof. Yeah, and I have to go in and like make the Twitter version really short because they only allow so many characters. And I have, same with LinkedIn, I have to make it so long because they only allow so many words. Correct. So I have to tweak each one a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a little creative. <laughs> like, so you won't see the exact same thing on Twitter as you'll see on Facebook for the same, like, but But, you, but or... you know you know the trick is, I don't know if, if, if and we're, we're probably doing like a little bit of a shop top here, is when you post to Facebook, you know it can go to Twitter. Right. So. Well, they're all separate. I have, it's my Facebook It'll go to all my groups, uh-huh. all my pages right. that I picked, uh-huh. and then the same thing for like Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest. So I pick what each one gets. I mean, I can change the photo for each one if I'd like. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gives me some leeway to create them differently. Oh, okay. So you can edit them differently based upon the platform. Right. Okay. Because like some pictures, like like we use Canva for photos. We can like make a YouTube one or, uh-huh. you know, the, just the sizes are better for different platforms, you know. Because for me, uh, and for those that probably know about Medical Coding Geek, I post all these funny videos and I post all these funny memes in there. And, I love those. <laughs> and um, I do it just out of pure humor, right? I, I To me, like, you know, the, the new social media trend is just pure humor. And if I could find something that um, somebody can relate to, uh, and I make that connection to coding then people love it. So I've been recently doing that. I actually have found some certain software app, certain apps, and I'll put those in the show notes. If you guys are curious, that's uh, right. I need to know. Yes. So you'll, you'll get all of those apps. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. under, under Lori's episode and her show notes, uh, we'll include buffer in there. So the trick is, is that I find um, a specific GIF, right? And then I convert it to a video. 
And then um, I take this other app. I don't know the name of that, but I will put it in the show notes, uh, which allows me to uh, put text and create a loop, right? And then um, I start doing a little bit of research because it's funny because you, you, you think that just posting something is easy, but you have to do a lot of research on this, a lot of fact checking. And right. <laughs> to get the code right, it, it takes for me like an hour to just create it, just to create it an hour. Right. Um, I, I did a lot of those when ICD-10 was coming out, yeah. you know, the funny ones. Yeah, and, I remember those, uh, yeah. <laughs> I you made, inspired me to create one today. Yeah, I made one. I remember in ICD-10, it was, um, for me, it was when uh, Star Wars first came out, The Force Awakens, and then there was a picture of Kylo Ren with his sword out, and then I think uh, I said ICD-10, The Force, <laughs> the Force Awakens or something like that. And I created that off of a different app, and that kind of sparked it. But then I think when I started to, um, especially with ICD-10, when I started to code stuff, right, Co- code weird scenarios or <laughs> code weird things, stuff. I just come with like a, you know, just co- you know, something that's funny. And like, especially if it's injury related or uh, something, I would code it. And people are like, what? And I have to be very careful about making it correct because there were times that I was incorrect. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And <laughs> either I keep it up or I delete it right away. I'm like, oh, yeah, you caught it. Darn. And right. I have to be very careful. And so going back to how I create, I create the video. And then um, I don't have buffer. That's the thing. And I, I put it on uh, Facebook. I actually schedule it because I, I kind of figure there's a certain time in my within my um, followers that uh, fo- you know they, it tends to peak, and that's usually around twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the afternoon, and then nine o'clock in the evening. So the trick is for those that have Facebook pages, look at your insights. Uh, the data there is is so invaluable right. that you can follow it through. Um, so I I schedule it. Uh, once I schedule it there, then I actually have to do a separate one for Instagram. And once I get those up, um, then I have to go through the groups. So I, so basically I take the group, you know, a dashboard and I go separate tab, create a separate tab for everyone. So you're talking right. about maybe like 20 groups or so, right? right. <laughs> then I take the link from the pit, from the post and I just post them right into all of them all 20 of them and then hit post 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 right. in 20 and that but can take notice, and that takes an hour if you do that too fast facebook will hey you can't do that oh really really if you go too fast I didn't know they'll that. try to cut you off yeah oh i didn't know that's that. why i love buffer it doesn't give me that same issue i've never had that issue oh i never knew yeah, that no. when i first started it if it if i posted too many groups that for at once too fast it would give me this thing like pick out all the animals you know like oh, okay. they thought i was not a real person like you're something. a robot i haven't seen it lately but now that i use buffer i don't use manual posting too much except for groups that i don't admin or own oh interesting <laughs> okay so i gotta be very careful because i thought once you should see my screen it has like 20 tabs and i'm going boom 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 like yeah. in, like a t- direct cadence there's a certain yeah. rhythm boom 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 i'm done then 
especially when I do the audiograms, basically those are the pictures with the waves. I create that. I could put those into uh, the show notes to show you how I take the audio from this podcast and I make a picture and then make a wave. Uh, it's called an audiogram. I could give you those links there in the show notes. And I do the same thing, but I have to do it over at um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is worse. Have you checked? Have you tried using their groups? Um, I post to LinkedIn and I have a group there, but I don't get as much time to spend there as I would like yeah. with all my other things. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. How many of you are Star Wars fans? If you watched The Force Awakens, you were introduced to a chrome-plated stormtrooper by the name of Captain Phasma. In the movie, she didn't have much of a role, which sparked my curiosity. So for my next book, I decided to get Phasma, Journey to Star Wars, The Last Jedi Novel by Delia S. Dawson, narrated by January Lavoie. Now, what I liked about this audiobook is that you listen to a performance rather than someone reading a book to you. You can hear the contrast in characters and even some recognizable theme scores and galactic sound effects. After listening to the story, I became very curious of how Captain Phasma's role will play in the next Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. If you're a Star Wars fanatic like me, you would want to listen to this audiobook. And guess what? You can get it for free. Yes, free. To download your free audiobook today and support the podcast, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash necpodcast. Again, for your free audiobook, that's audibletrial.com slash necpodcast. You know, one, one of the things that I see in terms of activity in my traffic is most of it, I don't know if you've, if you've noticed it, is most of it comes from Facebook. Not Facebook right. the desktop, Facebook the mobile mobile facebook is where a lot of traffic comes from so if you guys are wondering about your you know if you're where do you post more or where do you need to gear your audience to at least for my data and i'm very transparent about it is the fact that it comes from mobile uh not so much desktop less linkedin but however there are powerful people that you can connect on and on linkedin so even though the right. activity is less the potential power of the connections there are very big because you're, you're you're talking about people who are business related, you know, top top tier uh, industry uh, professionals, and all of the people that I've connected, and most of the people that I have on the podcast are a result of LinkedIn. So my sourcing comes directly from LinkedIn, LinkedIn, but my traffic mostly comes from Facebook Mobile. So I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Well, I do because because I that's what I do. I specialize in Facebook. We don't do any advertising. It's all done through Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. So do do you ever do the sponsored ads for for Facebook? Nope. Right. I've asked a couple times. Mm -hmm. I think I'm almost to the point where I'm going to get some money to be able to boost some of my posts. Everything I do is just me doing it. Right. We don't pay for advertising. I am our advertising. No, right. No, because I agree with you because... Um, one thing, especially for those that have Facebook pages, uh, one thing you can do is, uh, in your insights, right. You can actually select the pages you want to watch and, right. and I've been watching you, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. And, um, so I, 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 just to show you some of the numbers, I actually watch, you know, what other, you know, the, what other page I watch as well is proud to be a medical coder. I don't know who that person is. Do you know who that person is? 
Um, the one that posts no. all of those shirts and all of that. Do you know who that person is? I would love the, oh, that no, person I to don't. be on the podcast. I don't know who that person is. Person's in my group, but I think I totally forgot the name. Like they 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 secretly joined my group. Like when it used to be before, I used to start asking the questions, and right. they they went in, and I'm like, gosh, I, I I wish I you know I had kept that name because I have a lot of questions in that. And so just to give you an idea, their page likes right now is about ten thousand. So every time they post something like a like a reused. <laughs> Or something from somewhere else, just something. I think they they just generate like hundreds of likes. It's ridiculous. It's right. totally ridiculous. And I think it's shared so many times. I don't know. That could be from groups, not medical coding related. Could be healthcare related. But it generates so many likes. And then all of a sudden, he you know that I don't know if it's a he or a she, uh, then posts a uh, picture of a of a t shirt. And then that's it. That's how it works. So it's just like, you know, doing that type of um, rotation of funny, um, funny posts, getting the likes and then posting something that they need to sell. And then most of the stuff that they sell is T-shirts. But I think it's T-shirts that uh, that are pre. How would I say it? They're like they're pre-made, like the the, the template right. is pre-made. All they got to do is change a few words and put medical coder or coder and boom, that sells. That's such a wonderful right. business model. <laughs> My boyfriend is a screen t-shirt printer, and I've often thought that we should do that. Yes, you should. <laughs> they're, they're, Start our own medical coding t-shirt thing. Why not? Why not? I mean, just, you know, I think, you know, it's it's not the fact that it, there's a competition. There's always a way to do it different. You know, people right? like, you know, they'll buy their shirts, but then my, they'll buy your shirts because it's different. They'll eventually I, I actually had remember when I had shirts on up there um, a while back, uh, it was just more like an experiment. I just wanted to see what everybody would react. And I put out shirts there and that helped, too. Uh, but it all we have a swag store. You can buy CCO mugs, right. T-shirts, purses, cups, keychains. <laughs> right. No. Right. And so the, the, so, the yeah. merchandise game is is definitely there it could be used different ways we use ours for the scholarship fund oh, okay so you the funds are are specifically uh for good purpose right okay that gives me our swag store is is funding our scholarship fund nice. is what it is that's very nice um so going back to the if you if you guys look in your insights for those that have facebook pages check out your insights you have the ability to add pages so i actually added a couple of them i included cco uh, proud to proud to be a medical coder is always the one that's on the top, and I'm like, God, you know, I want to, <laughs> you know, it's like well, it becomes a is, benchmarking game. Right. Here's here's what I have. I have number one. Actually, I put in proud to be a medical coder. That's number one at ten thousand likes. Then number two is CCO six point nine. So you're approaching what seven thousand likes. You're right there. Yeah. But your engagement um, compared to me. And proud to medical coders right up there. So you guys are like very like meaning that you post a lot. Like last week you have like twenty posts. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, I do a couple a day through Buffer, and then sometimes I just find stuff I want to throw in there. <laughs> I'll see something because I, I subscribe to all these things through my email, and then when I go through my email, I say, "Ooh, this would be good, or that would be good," and then I'll go over and buffer it. And sometimes I'll share it right away because Buffer gives you the ability to schedule it. Or do it right away, and you know that type of activity definitely engage you know increases 
engagement, which you have uh, for last week. That could be in terms of likes, reactions, and I, I love those reactions, and then the comments. And and then that can translate into likes, can to follows, and then all of that information, you know, all of that activity will then translate into, I guess, what's called a marketing funnel, right? That will lead into your website. So that's the general right. idea of what what you see out there is just that, you know, just the idea of gathering, you know, a following, get, getting people's attention, and so it's all about content, making sure the content is is wonderful okay right so gosh is there anything else we need to talk about <laughs> yeah i like that it tells me what my reach is which posts perform better than i know what the audience wants more of yes and yeah let me go let me elaborate on that one too so what's nice about the insights is that you can uh see how you're performing check out your your posts how the performance is what the reach is what you know like like Lori said you can find out what they actually like and so with me is that I have found that funny stuff is what they like. Once I started doing the videos, that's when it skyrocketed. So, you know, if you're, you know, as a suggestion to you is that one thing I would definitely suggest is media, like some type of video, some type of audio. I know you do the, you know, you do the live stuff that you promote the live right. stuff, the live videos, keep those. Right. And so uh, things that are, I don't know, like, to me, when I post like industry stuff like Ahima or AAPC, it doesn't do well. <laughs> like they don't want that. They want the funny stuff now. Now that I've uh, put them into that type of mindset, like okay, medical coding geek is all about the funny memes, ha ha ha. I said, well, let me go ahead and do that. Well, if that's the case, if that's what they like, that's what they get. And right. you know, you got to follow what it is, and and that's how. That's pretty much the name of the game is the fact that with. Even with Facebook, especially with like health information is very data driven. So with social media, it is data driven. And so it takes somebody like yourself, like myself to interpret that data and figure out what the heck do we need to do next? And that right. is pretty much the key. This episode is presented to you by the Medical Coding Geek Tutoring Network. We're not just about the funny medical coding memes you see on social media. We're also a growing network of experienced, specialized, and credentialed professionals. We do not offer prep courses or education programs. Rather, we offer focused, one-on-one -on -one tutor sessions that will give you what you exactly need to help you pass your exam. We offer tutoring for the CCS, CPC, RHIT, RHIA, and CDI certification exams. If you want to find out if our tutoring services is what you need to progress in your career, go to medicalcodinggeek.com. Also, we're looking to grow our network of tutors. If you're interested in joining our team, go to medicalcodinggeek.com. Do you want to talk about anything else? <laughs> We could probably talk all night. I know, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure everyone wants well, to listen to well, us. Well, let's, let's let's kind of let's kind of wrap this up because I, I don't even know what to talk about anymore. Because we we've talked about um, you know the fact that you well let's um well I do have a question. Well, there's a couple questions before that. So you have your CPCA. Did you take your apprentice off yet? Are you straight CPC now? Yes, I am. Oh, so you're now CPC. I took that off uh, a couple months ago. It took me back and forth all summer with the APC, <laughs> but I finally got it removed. No, I, I just drug my feet on that, too. I mean, I could have done practicode or asked Laureen to write that letter sooner. I just was so busy. Right. Let me let me ask you that question. How did you get that apprentice um, status off? 
Lorraine just wrote a letter saying that I utilizes I utilize the CPT, ICD, HICPIX, blah, blah, blah. It was very short and sweet. Yeah, so you leverage your experience in the help, um, the help desk area to get that done. Right. Oh, nice. Right. I have been working two years, help desk. Like oh, okay. I said, sometimes I write practice exam questions or stuff like that using the books. and Or someone will ask me a question and I'll go to the books and look up the answer, you know, so... I use my coding manual sometimes. <laughs> so you don't necessarily have to like work in the like in the field per se, like you know, like in an office or a department. You can actually do if you, like help service, help desk service, and where you're answering questions, kind of like uh, with um, what's what is it called? It's called Nosology with 3M, where they kind of have like a help desk type of situation. You can gain experience through that way. Is that right? Right. The biggest thing I find is people getting that first job, the foot in the door. That is like the biggest hurdle for a new coder. Right. Right. And we've 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 had that conversation or we've dealt we've actually had to answer those conversations before. Right. And so to answer that question very briefly, what is your answer? Networking. There you go. That's it. Is the biggest one. That's it. Get out in those groups. The recruiters are out there. I have recruiters in my group. Mm -hmm. Show them that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So network. Networking. I mean, the, thing, the idea is that your net worth is in your network. Exactly. It is like APC meetings. Go to those. They're important. Those coders know where the jobs are in your area. All right. Well, you need a good resume. That's important too. Good, Keywords. Good resume. resume. Right. So we've actually had um, Ann Barnaby on a previous episode. So she gave out tips for that one. Uh, so you could check out, I think that was episode, I think three, no, episode. I will have to watch four. that because she just friended me today. Oh, did and she? I accepted. Yes, she did. Have you ever connected with <laughs> her before? I saw it in your email. I was like, oh, Brian must know her. I better accept that. Oh, so you've never, have you ever, you never talked to Ann I think Barbie? I've seen her around on Facebook, but I. You never you chatted know, with her? Did her. No, I've never chatted. Oh, come with on, her. you're the social media no. magician. You're supposed to know, I, I know people I before me. I, I know. I, I I see her around, but you know, it's like I see a lot of people. I don't make everyone my friend, but I try. There's actually three questions I do want to ask you. Let's let's okay. let's cut it down to three questions. Number one, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? It's kind of a combination code. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, and what are you most thankful for? I am probably cooking a Thanksgiving dinner. I usually do. And I'm most thankful for my family. Mm -hmm. That has become a big thing since I, as you know, lost my mom and my daughter within a week of each other oh, gosh, a couple, yeah. in 2015. Mm -hmm. So that has become a really big thing for me. I, family is what it's all about. What does the future look like for Lori Woods? I have access to any course I can take. I'm considering taking maybe a CRC course okay, or maybe an inpatient course. I just can't decide. Time is a big factor because I always seem to be busy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then again, I have access for indefinite amount of time. I really have no excuse. Right. <laughs> so I'm just thinking of taking another course through CCO and mm -hmm. maybe taking another exam just, just to be like everyone at CCO and add more badges to my so I can just be able to answer more questions. <laughs> Would you ever consider um, doing CPCI? Oh, I don't know. I think you should. 
I have thought about it, but I don't know. Why not? I really love my job at CCO. It's just, it's so me. What does it have, what does it have to do? What does it have to do with, with CCO? I mean, I'm talking about like just being an instructor. Maybe you can be an instructor within CCO. Because then I would feel like I would you hear have that, to Lorraine? be an instructor. You, 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 you hear this, Lorraine? You have to make her. <laughs> okay. So here's my challenge to you is I want you to be an instructor. Only because I think that's what the group would want you to do. Well, the thing is, CCO doesn't have an instructor course yet, just yet. But I'll, I'll be begging Lorraine for that. It doesn't. No, right? No, I mean, it, it, if 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 I, I'm telling you now, I'm as as a, I, I could I could say you're my colleague and my friend right now. Is the fact that you have what it takes? You have the resources. You help people. You you guide them through. I think you should become an instructor. You have what it takes to become an instructor. You have the you have the um, what it takes in in terms of engagement. That's the key thing. When you teach, you engage, and if you have that, you can become an instructor. So anybody that wants to become an instructor, the key thing is engagement. And through the past at least two years, I've noticed that in you. So my challenge, I, I'm doing this. I'm challenging everybody. My challenge to you is to become an instructor. Now, of course, if Lorraine doesn't offer that, I mean, just do it and, uh, you know, become a CPCI. There are other people who are also CPCIs, I'm sure, in, in, the, in the group that you're networked with that you can ask about what, what's going on. And I want you to become an instructor. Wow. In, in terms of a time frame, I'm not, I'm going to leave that up to you. But, the, <laughs> but the, Thanks, I'm, I'm not going to be that harsh, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be that harsh. But, you know, that's something that I see in you is I would like you to become an instructor and share, be able to not just do it from behind the scenes, but be the person in front and get get the recognition that you deserve. What final words of advice can you give to the audience? Don't give up. <laughs> a lot of people get discouraged. Reach out for help if you need it. It's out there. Use Google. It's a great resource. You can find a lot of answers. Ask your coding friends. Get out there and network. Those are all great things for coders. Join groups. All right. Well, there you have it. That is Lori Woods with Create a Coder. Again, you could find Lori Woods at Create a Coder by going to Facebook groups and look up Create a Coder. Coming up on the next episode of Not Elsewhere Classified. That all took place. And then I, um, in 2013, I actually started HITNOTS, and HITNOTS is an acronym for Health Information Technology Notification. Not Elsewhere Classified is presented and produced by Medical Coding Geek. Music was brought to you by 43 and Coyote Hearing. Medical Coding Geek offers tutoring and media services for the medical coding, health information, and CDI community. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MED Coding Geek. That's MED Coding Geek. You can also find us on our website, medicalcodinggeek.com, where you can find and listen to all the podcast episodes plus the show notes from today. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. We would definitely appreciate it. And again, thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kui, and you have just listened to Not Elsewhere Classified. Medical
LocalCodingGeek.com. This podcast is supported by Weebly.com. Have a product? Building a company? You'll need a website. Create your site with Weebly's drag and drop website builder and responsive themes without any technical experience. Believe me, I built my website in under 30 minutes. It really is that easy. Listeners of this podcast will receive a 10% discount on any Weebly subscription plan or promote plan. To get this discount, go to Weebly. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot medicalcodinggeek.com. Again, that's Weebly dot medicalcodinggeek.com. And so when you, when you, I always ask this for people who cook, what do you cook? Turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, corn, Mm -hmm. salad, bread, pies. I go all out. It's a feast. Wow. And (laughs) we've eaten turkey for days. 